0: Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Glad you all are here, and um, what a day, huh? All weekend, I was thinking, we're not going to have church. Yeah, you know, I've been prepping for today since Tuesday, and I thought, well, yeah, I might as well just slow down on that. I mean, what's the point, you know? It's like a unique series. Uh, this is not where my forte is as far as this, this uh, idea of God at the box office. I will never speak this message again. So, yeah, just kind of play it cool. We'll just wait. So I'm just waiting for the, the word from Pastor Life. Yeah, we're, we're not good. Oh, that never came. So, uh, so thankfully, I did do some preparation... And, uh, I, you know, I don't know if there's even a possibility that someone would come out on this Sunday for the first time to visit Grace Crossing Church. But if you are here for the first time, you wouldn't know who I am, or anybody else for that matter. And uh, so I'll just tell you who I am. My name's Tim Buttry, uh, I'm the president of True Relationships. And True Relationships is a marriage family ministry located right here in Kettering, Ohio. Uh, if you want to find out a little bit more about us, little shameless plug here, uh, truerelationships.org. If you want to find out more about Grace Crossing Church, gracecrossingchurch.net. And uh, so I'm, I'm not on staff here, uh, probably won't ever speak again with all these new staff members that you got coming in here. But uh, nevertheless, I'm always honored, privileged to be able to share with Grace Crossing Church, our home church and the church that we love with all of our hearts. I've been honored to be able to do the movie, I Can Only Imagine. And God at the box office, I mean, this is an easy God at the box office, because this movie is about God at the box office. So uh, it wasn't a stretch for me to find some biblical themes in this great movie. Uh, You can only only imagine... You can only imagine what song I've been singing to myself all week long, and uh, the song that made this movie what it is, um, is a very, very popular song. Uh, As a matter of fact, it has, to date, 200 million copies of that song have been sold, and it is the best-selling Christian single of all time. I mean, that's that's saying a lot in my mind. Um, And it was actually certified triple platinum, uh, and that's a big deal in the music industry as well. Um, But I think most of you probably know, and I'm not going to find out who's seen the movie and who hasn't, but if you haven't, you need to. Um, I actually saw it just as a, a minister. I was invited to come and see the movie before it was an advanced showing, like six months before the movie came out, and I, and I didn't go to the movie later on when it was released. So it's been a while since I saw it, and watching it again in preparation for today, I was blown away. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was then, but even more so now. I just, I realized how intentional this movie was and how God has used this film to really, I believe, help a lot of people. And uh, so I I was really appreciative of that again. But I think everybody knows that the movie is not about the song. The song was written as a result of what was going on in Bart Millard's life that revolved around his family of origin, the pain that he went through as a child, um, losing his mother, Uh, She left because of the abusive husband that she was married to and left her 10, 11-year-old son with the abusive dad. So you can only imagine the pain, the horror, and the the movie, I think, only gives you a glimpse into that. I'm sure it was much worse than Bart has shared verbally or even in this movie But he does talk about the fact that he was beaten so badly, at least one time, he was in so much pain that he laid in his bed on his stomach because his back was so bruised and beaten by his father. So it's hard to get your head around unless you experience some kind of trauma like that. Um, And what I do as a counselor, I hear a lot of traumatic stories It never ceases to amaze me how many people have been through situations, have been raised in circumstances that are equally, if not more traumatic, than even Bart Millard's story. And my heart goes out to people that have been hurt so deeply, wounded so profoundly. I don't get it. Um... It it's, makes me very sad. It makes me very appreciative of my own family growing up, but I realize that any of us could have been raised in a situation that caused so much despair. And so the story, the movie, is about the life that led to the song, and everything that preceded that song is what allowed him to write this number one bestseller that crossed every genre in the music industry, sold 200 million copies. He wrote it, music and lyrics. Music took, uh, lyrics took 10 minutes to write. The song, the music took 10 minutes to write. God literally dumped this song into his heart instantaneously, and it has blessed the world. Because of what the message of that song is about forgiveness, about the future, about redemption, about heaven, and what it's going to be like. And he got a glimpse of that because his father had passed. The father that previously he had hated, literally said he hated. But he saw the redemptive power of God break that dad's heart, and bring him to a place of salvation. And that relationship with father and son was completely restored. At the very end of the movie, it actually tells about how the fact that his mother came back into his life after his father passed, and now they have this tremendous relationship. Maybe that'll be the next movie. I don't know. Bart said of his father in an interview that he was having with, of all people, Amy Grant, who was his childhood hero... And her music, her song, um, Never Alone, spoke so deeply to his heart that it, it brought him into a place of knowing who God was. And he was one who experienced loneliness. Can you imagine? Some of you can. I know that. Some of you can't just imagine it. You know it. You've experienced it. You've gone through it. You know the crying and the bitter tears that you may have shed because of what someone has done to you. In this interview, Bart says, My dad was a monster. And I saw God transform him. (laughs) Like many of us that have endured horrible existences, Sometimes we just don't believe that God can change someone. Some of you know mine and Linda's story, and you know that Linda struggled with believing that, that I would ever change, that I would stop being the person that made her so hurt uh, made her feel so hurt and unloved for so many years. But thankfully, God did get a hold of my heart, and He did change me. Two weekends ago, I wasn't here because I was meeting with a pastor couple from this state in another part, of the, another part of the Ohio, and their marriage was falling apart. The wife had contacted me several months ago, said she just couldn't do it anymore, she had been so deeply wounded by her husband, pastor, that he was married to the church instead of to her. And like I've had to say to more than one pastor, Jesus is perfectly capable of taking care of his bride. Your responsibility is your bride. That was, uh, that was revelation to this guy. He didn't really get that. And as a result, he had neglected, misused, spoken harshly to his wife and children over and over and over and over again to such a degree that she could not imagine that her husband could ever change. And on the third day that we were together for this four-day intensive, I remember her saying, I'm sorry, I I just can't see it. I just don't see how it could be better. I did not come here wanting for me to have to open my heart to him. I just came here so he would figure out what he has done to hurt us, and he would stop so I could live with him until our kids are gone. That was what she said. And as I had this message, this talk on my mind, I can remember when she said all that, I challenged her, and I said, I know it's hard to see it, because you haven't seen it. But could you imagine what it would be like if God did do it? What would he be like? What would your home be like? What would your marriage be like? What would your ministry be like? Maybe you wouldn't even be in ministry. I don't know. The point is, could you imagine what that might look like and feel like, and something broke? in her. She looked at me and she said what was very similar to what my wife said to me 20 years ago when our counselor challenged her with the question, can you open your heart to Tim again? And she said, I can do that. This wife sat in front of me, this pastor's wife, sat in front of me some nearly 20 years later and when I asked her if she could imagine that change, She said, I can do that. And she said, How did we get to where I was this morning to where I am tonight? And I said, Ma'am, only God can answer that because that's what God does if we let Him. Because you know, Bart, he had options. He didn't have to believe in God. He didn't have to see grace. He didn't have to see any kind of redemption in this. He could have been a professional singer and done it, and even done it as a Christian, and left all of this trauma and hate in his heart. And it, it would have come out some way, shape, or form. But instead, he allowed God to use the circumstances of his life, even though they were painful and difficult at times to show him that God was in control. The first verse that I'd like us to look at, just as a preliminary verse for this message this morning, is Ephesians 3.20. And it simply says this, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His Spirit deeply and gently within us. You know, it's interesting, a verse just comes to my mind, I can't tell you where it is, but the Bible tells us in the New Testament, it says that we are to restore those who have fallen gently. Often we want them to pay for what they've done. We don't want them to be restored, and certainly not gently. We want them to feel some of the pain that they have brought on us. And believe me, I've seen my fair share of that from people that could have had an option to, to be gentle. But it's hard. I'm sure it was difficult for Bart. I'm sure it's difficult for all of us. I don't minimize that likelihood. One of the things that I think makes it difficult for us is one of the micro themes in this great film. There are two that I want to touch on today, two little micro themes that I find as being very important for us as believers, as human. And that first one is simply I want you to imagine something that you're not going to like imagining, But we're using that theme, I can only imagine. Can you begin to imagine the idea that God has allowed on this planet disappointment? One of the micro-themes in this film is disappointment. And how God uses disappointment to change us, to make us aware of our own hearts and our own lives. This pastor that came a week or so ago, he was disappointed. He wanted to point his finger at his wife. And he did, by the way. He did. Which I didn't take sitting down. But he did. But it was disappointing for him to think that all that he had done, all that he had sacrificed, came to this. His wife wants to leave him. But here's the truth. Sometimes pain and disappointment are the only things that get our attention. And I'm sure that God knows that in our self-centered fallen minds that sometimes we have to be faced with deep pain and disappointment before we will consider the difficulty of changing not only did bart have to go through that in his journey of faith but so did his dad who interestingly was the one who caused the pain but god allowed disappointment to come to him in a different way than he did to bart but in the same way god was doing something in each of them that brought them both to a place of redemption Both to a place of awareness that God was in control. I think it's important that we are aware of what we think. I remember in Bible college coming across a book that had changed the way I thought, and it was called Telling Yourself the Truth. (laughs) Novel idea. But I realize how unusual that is for us. We don't often tell ourselves the truth. We, it's easier for us to believe lies than it is for us to believe truth. For example, if somebody makes fun of you and says that you're stupid, you're probably going to take that and ruminate on that and not get past that for days, if not weeks, if not ever. But somebody that says that you're a great speaker or you did a great job, you're like, no, no, that's not me. Seriously? I mean, I'm not, we're not talking about pride here. We're just talking about realizing that you would prefer to, to accept untruth over truth. Well, sometimes disappointment and pain is what brings us to the truth that sets us free. Proverbs 4, 23 says, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. I've learned over the years that we humans despise disappointment. I mean, it's almost as if we see it as evil. The truth is, disappointment is part of living in a fallen world. I remember when we were going through our thing together as a couple, and we were at a counselor nearly 20 years ago, Dr. Harry Schomburg told us this, disappointment is part of the package on this fallen planet. And it is not meant to crush you. It is not meant to disrupt you. It is meant to remind you that this is not our home. And Bart obviously got that. Because the song that he wrote from all of this disappointment had to do with heaven. Because that's where it all points to. Jesus and eternal life with him. Bart experienced his fair share of disappointment. As I mentioned, his mom left and his father left him and his father when he was just a child. And then As a result of that, perhaps, his father's pain and anger was expressed in every kind of abuse that I think one could imagine. This next clip that I'd like to share with you is Bart at a crossroad. His dreams coming true seemed imminent, only to have those dreams dashed on the rocks. It's what I've come to call The death of a vision. Watch it with me. You really wanna know? Yeah, I do. Come on, lay it on me. Give me all you got, Mr. Music Man. I have the skin of a rhino. All I got, okay. I'm sorry to have to be the one to tell you this kid, but um, you're just not good enough. Not yet, anyway. What? You're wrong. Seventh graders at youth camp, that's one thing, Bart. But this, this is about record sales, and I just can't sell what you're doing up there. Seventh grade? We packed the house, man. We've been selling our own albums for years now. I mean, what what world are you guys living in? Reality. Look, you need to embrace reality, Bart. You're stuck. You're not good enough, Bart. Dreams don't pay the bills. Oh, it does is keep you from all this. From knowing what's real. What about the stuff we played at the end? The worship music. Oh, it's beautiful. Magical. Truly. I've got a brother-in-law in Denver. He's looking for a worship pastor I could put you two together if you like. Is she serious? It's the truth you're mad at. Not me. My high school football team. There are a couple of guys they are good enough to make a big noise in a small town. But that was it. You know what? They're still there. They're stuck. And that's what'll happen to you. got to be good at something we can sell. Just stop! Do you guys not get it? Okay, we've given everything for this moment. There's no plan B for us. Okay, we will do whatever it takes. We will work harder than anybody else. Tell me what you need me to do. Look, I work with a lot of bands, and I can recognize who's going to make it and who isn't. And i got to tell you the truth, Bart. You won't. How dare you say that? You don't even know me. Go home. That's what you should do. Dad, I can do this. No, you can't. I can do this. No, you can't and you're gonna blink your eyes and you're gonna realize that you're nothing and that life has gotten you nowhere because you chased some stupid dream. Wake up! Let me finish up. No. Bart. No, I'm not leaving. Yes. I'm not leaving. Yes, you are. Let me finish up. up. Just wanna share one truth about that. Disappointment is not always about truth. And sometimes we have to deal with the disappointment so that we can discover what truth is. I would not want to be either of those record producers. Because Mercy Me has gone on to be one of the biggest music makers in the world. And yet they stood there and told him what they thought their reality was, just like his father did over and over and over over again so I'm not saying that because you've experienced disappointment that it means you've got to give up or that that disappointing uh, message is accurate or even true but I am saying that disappointment comes with the package of being human in a fallen world and our goal is not to undo what they say but to let God do in us what he wants to do to prepare us for what is ahead. And what is ahead is far greater than whatever dream or vision you have on this planet. The second micro theme is this, forgiveness. You may think, well, Tim, why did you leave forgiveness for last? Well, because we've talked about forgiveness a lot here, and I don't think we've ever talked about disappointment that I can recall. So I don't have as much time to elaborate on this idea of forgiveness But I want you to know that Bart's story is is a gripping reminder of the power of forgiveness and that no one is ever too far from God's love. No one. Like I said at the beginning, I don't know if there's anybody here for the first time, but if you are, I don't know what your circumstances are that brought you here today on this snowy, crazy, wintry day. But what I do know is that there are no mistakes there are no circumstances that we can say, oh, that's, that's uh, you know, it, it was just a mistake. No, it was not a mistake. Not for Bart, not for you, not for me, not for any of us. Because God is in control. This next passage of Scripture I want us to look at is Ephesians 4.32. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You know, the, the most important line there is that last one. Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Yeah, I think it's a human ability to forgive, but I think it's a divine ability to truly forgive, not just say you forgive. So forgiveness is a godly, divine gift. And you've been given it. And maybe the reason that some people can't truly forgive is because they've never experienced forgiveness. See, Bart experienced forgiveness when he was a little boy at church camp. And like me, that's where he met his wife-to-be. Some pretty powerful things happen at youth camps, don't they? Uh, You know? Uh, So... Be kind. Let's close with this last clip. It's what I call, Dad Changed. Let's see what happens. Son, I, I know that I, I did some things that I'm- You did also- some things? I got a memory for you, Dad. That night you beat me so badly that I had to sleep on my stomach because I was so bruised. I couldn't move. What was it, ten? Eleven? Yeah, I remember that. That, uh... That tore me up. I, I cried that all night about what I did to you then. I cried too, Dad in pain. I cried too, in pain. See, another part of being human is feeling deep pain. And I don't know where any of you have come from today, what kind of pain you've endured, what your mom or your dad did or didn't do to you what a sibling might have done to you that made you feel dirty and ugly, what some neighbor might have done or said to you that made fun of you or made you feel small or insignificant. But what I do know is that pain leads us to redemption because God loves each of us. Now, I don't, I don't espouse pain as something we should give to someone, so they will come to a place of understanding. But God, in His grace, Romans 8, 28 says, For all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. So even pain can be used to be transforming in your own life. So, I don't know what pain you've been through. But here's what I want you to know. I don't want you to go through that alone. This church is not about that. This is not about you holding on to it or acting like everything's okay or just getting through it and just uh, being strong. That is not the way we do business here. Okay? You might be saying, you know, like, well, why is this guy getting emotional? You know what? Because this is real and there are so many things that are going on in people's lives that we just don't even know about, and we don't know how to go about it. But I'm telling you, God has a plan. Nothing is by accident. There's nothing that God can't forgive you of that we won't forgive you of. That's the truth. Nothing. So, whatever it is, don't let it eat away at you anymore. Maybe there's been the death of a vision. Maybe, maybe you thought you were going to be a, a youth pastor when you were a kid. Some youth pastor helped you. I've heard this story before. They helped, and then they end up working in a factory, and it's like God has forsaken me. I don't know what the pain is. All I know is that God has a solution, an answer, and he wants to meet you in your pain. Period. That's it. today tomorrow, tonight, whenever you're ready. And we've got people here at Grace Crossing Church that want to help you when you are ready. That's the way we roll. So, I'm going to ask Pastor Life to close this time together in whatever way God puts on his heart to do so. But again, let me just say thank you for letting me speak my heart and share what value I found in this movie for me and I hope for others. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web at www.gracecrossingchurch.net We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.